so welcome everyone uh, to the session today so this session is uh, basically for all the cisa aspirants to give them a grip as to how they have to attempt a cisa question so there is always a gap where they feel a difficulty in attempting a question so there is a some kind of a fear so to just get out of the fear and to understand how they have to read the question how they have to attempt so this session we will take up some practice questions and will i will explain it to you as how to how you have to go through the question how you have to attempt how you have to read the question and what is the process that you should follow during the process of attempting the answers yeah so uh, to give a brief introduction about uh, me i am uh, ashwini shrinath so i had been um, into finance background i am a chartered accountant and i have been into the field for uh, 11 years so post which the last 3 years i found interest for information security and i had been quite interactive with uh, cisa aspirants after me clearing uh, cisa and uh, i had been a trainer with infosec for past one one year so that's an introduction about me a disaster recovery plan for an organization's financial system specifies that rpo objective or recovery point objective is zero and recovery time objective is 72 hours which of the following is a most cost effective solution a hot site can be operational in 8 hours with asynchronous backup of transaction log distributed data system in multiple locations updated asynchronously synchronous updation of data and standby active systems in a hot site synchronous remote copy of data in warm site that can be operational in 48 hours so on this question again it relates to rpo and rpo so rpo they are saying that it is zero and rto they are saying it is 72 hours meaning rpo relates to data loss and rto relates to downtime so in that they are saying zero in the case of rto so that you cannot bear with any of a data loss so in that case it says that it cannot you cannot bear with the data loss meaning it should be synchronous so synchronous updates of data so a and b is eliminated because it speaks on asynchronous backup which is not the right answer so it can be either c or d So under C or D, what is a keyword that you have to identify to finalize on the right answer? So the right answer here is D, synchronous remote copy of data in a warm site that can be operational in 48 hours. So what is a keyword? They are saying on most cost-effective solution. So that is a keyword. They are saying it is a cost-effective. Hot site is comparatively high cost. So compared to a warm site. So D is the right answer. Generally, people will identify keyword as RPO or RTO and answer based on that. But however, the keyword here. as well is that there is a cost effective solution which helps you to finalize on that and d is the right answer synchronous remote copy of data to so that you ensure that rpo is zero in a warm site that can be operational in 48 hours so d is the right answer for this option so understanding rpo and rpo concept is and uh, right behind that you have to understand the concept behind most cost effective in that it is tested and which is most cost effective hot site or warm site so d is the right answer so if a question like this is very difficult then the weightage for this question will be comparatively high so it will have a value of 500 points compared to 200 to 800 score it will carry a higher point yeah if you are able to answer this right then your scoring will be comparatively high so d is the right answer for this question which of the following would be most important for an auditor to verify when conducting a business continuity audit data backup or performed on timely basis recovery site is contracted for and available when needed human safety procedures are in place insurance coverage is adequate and pre premiums are current 
so this question is specifically related to importance in the bcp so in the case of business continuity audit which is more important so the first and foremost the business continuity planning will always define that human securities or the human resources of the organization are very important in place compared to other processes so c is the right answer where human safety procedures are in place sometimes the question is very clear sometimes the question speaks on what is the evacuation plan so whenever they speak on evacuation plan that is related to human so the question or the concept behind this is always the same human safety is always the cause but sometimes they could be trick on these options as to to ensure that you understand what is relating to what so it, it has to be very clear that evacuation plan is related to human resources so c is the right answer for this question an organization has a business process with a rto equal to 0 and rpo close to 1 minute that implies that the process can tolerate a data loss up to 1 minute but processing must be continuous 1 minute of uh, processing interruption but cannot tolerate on any data loss processing interruption of 1 minute and more but both uh, d option both the data loss and processing interruption longer than 1 minute it it is a very simple question if you understand the concept of rpo and rto is a confusion on rpo rto so concept remains the same as i told rpo relates to data loss rto which is recovery time objective always remember that time with a downtime so rto relates to downtime how long the system can be down so how long is organization can bear with the data losses point objective so they are saying that recovery point objective close to 1 minute so that the data loss can be up to 1 minute so in that case the data loss up to 1 minute but the processing must be continuous so that the there is no downtime so a is the right answer in this question so understand rpo relates to data loss and rto relates to downtime so then it will easily you will be able to identify what is what so if they say that rpo can be close to 1 minute so that you can have a data loss up to 1 minute but rto is zero meaning you it should be continuous so there should not be any downtime so that means the processing must be continuous so a is the right answer for this question which of the following types of pen test or penetration test effectively evaluates the incident handling and res response capability of the system administrator targeted testing internal testing double blind testing external testing now the question is relating to uh, it is relating to the pen testing which is really penetration testing which relates to domain 5 so domain 5 relates to cyber attacks pen testing is covered as part of domain 5 pen testing or penetration testing is part of a ethical hacking is a separate process as such but you should have a introduction as to what means what so detailed knowledge is not required but you should understand what is what so under pen testing there are four types of testing as you see here targeted testing internal testing double blind testing external testing so what means what? what so targeted testing targeted setting is that there is a specific portion of it which is targeted or a specific part of a software which is targeted so both the it department of the organization plus the pen tester or ethical hacker is involved in that where they target a specific process or a specific system to work on it to understand what is a vulnerability here how they can restrict that so that is a part of targeted testing internal testing is within the organization there is not an external hacker or external party that who is hired so within the organization they have an internal testing as well to the process as to how it happens whether there is any internal attack that can happen maybe from the past or from the organization's own employees there can be an internal vulnerability that can happen not the threat is from an internal source so will be clarified as part of internal testing what is an external testing external testing there is an ethical hacker who is hired and the organization is aware of it this is very important the, there is an external hacking that is done 
and the organization is well aware of that that there is an ethical hacker who is hired who is working on it to check on the system so the it department of the organization is aware that there is something that is happening to do check on the systems that is part of external testing double blind testing what is a double blind testing meaning both of the people are uh, blinded so in that case what it means the ethical hacker is not given any detail for example he is given a detail as to go and hack xyz system of abc company so that is what is the information that is given for the ethical hacker other hand the organization's it department is never aware that there is ethical hacking that is happening so in that case what happens it is like a true hacking or a true attack that is happening in the organization because ethical hacker is doing and hacking as well the it department is not well prepared to see that uh, hacking that is happening so in that case that is more effective that is like a real attack that is happening but an informed attack which is happening so double blind testing is the effectively evaluates the incident handling capability of the system administrator so c is the right answer where it is a double blind testing so if uh, someone is going to ask you which is the best option in the ethical hacking or best penetrates or best helps in understanding the internal control system it is double blind testing where both of the people are not aware and they are supposed to do an hacking and other people is supposed to react to it so that is like a real hacking that is happening so double blind testing is the answer for it so to understand the right answer you have to justify or you should understand all of the options here and justify that why it is wrong yeah so c is the right answer for this question when reviewing a digital certificate verification process which of the following findings represent the most significant risk there is no registration authority for reporting key compromises certificate revocation list is not current a digital certificate contain a public key that is used to encrypt messages and verify digital signature subscribers report, report key compromises to the certificate authority so here the question is relating to domain 5 and 4 as well so here it is speaking on digital signature and more related to security aspect as well so this question differs from domain 4 to 5 they can rank the question either in domain 4 or 5 but basically related to domain 5 which relates to digital signature so digital signature on the certification it is certification you have to understand how a digital certificate is generated how it is issued who will issue so there is a registration authority there is a certification authority and there is something called crl which is certificate revocation list so there is two keys as in the public key and a private key private key is kept private and the public key shared to encrypt or decrypt the message so in that case where there is a public key which can be shared the possibility of um, having an uh, issue or having a attack based on the public key is very high because it is being shared so private keys are also always kept private so the type of attack or the probability of having an attack is very less uh so comparatively and that is the reason you have a pki which is public key infrastructure to who maintains the public key and match it with the related private key so in that case auditors should be concerned more related to security aspect of it so if a certificate of a public key is compromised then the related private key on the public key should be blocked meaning it should be included as part of crl what happens if it is not part of crl there can be a breach of the it so if a public key is already compromised then it can get attack the private key along with that and the data gets corrupted or the data gets compromised so in that case your crl the certificate revocation list should be up to date yeah imagine that you have a debit card right and your debit card when you when it's lost what do you do immediately you call the bank and block it immediately so it is added that if, even if someone tries to use that card it will not be valid enough right so that is part of the certificate revocation list so the certificate revocation list or the crl should be very much current 
So B is the right answer. A certificate authority can assume the responsibility if there is no registration authority. Correct. Now there is an administrative responsibility that is given to a registration authority. So there are two people who is CA and an RA. CA is the authority. For example, imagine that the certification authority is ISACA. who provide you the certificate uh, you have an infosec where they enable you to get a membership right so he is another person who is working on your behalf to get yourself registered with isaka what if if infosec is not available the isaka itself can get you registered you can take a step and you can yourself get it registered right so that is not an issue so a certificate authority can assume the responsibility if there is no registration authority if a certificate revocation list is not current then it could uh, then there could be a digital certificate that is not revoked but can be used for unauthorized or fraudulent activities when the public key is compromised digital certificate can contain public key that is used to encrypt the message and verify digital signature therefore there is no risk subscribers reporting uh, key compromises to ca is not a risk because reporting this to a ca enables the ca to take the right answer so that is the questions that i have now so hope uh, with this you will be able to attend at least uh, at have an understanding as to how you have to read a question how you have to attempt a question how you have to justify the question and how is that you have to prepare yourself for the concepts thanks everyone